like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. However you want, however you want, come like a rushing wind and like a wave of fire. However you want. Welcome to Wind of Revival, a podcast about the very best of spirit-filled prayer topics and the word of God from the vast teaching of prayer by an intercessor and a life coach, a man who's passionate about prayer and equipping people to pray. Each time you will hear mind-blowing sermons as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Now here's your host, Ajiman Kwame Sakodie. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into today's episode. Your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 4, the verse number 1, 2, and 3, and then we will jump to 11. Uh, This morning, I want to talk to you about the kingdom culture of fasting. The kingdom culture of fasting. Uh, Fasting and prayer. But we will focus on the fasting. The kingdom culture of fasting. Matthew chapter 4, the verse number. Uh, 1, 2, and 3, and then 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Uh, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Verse 11. Then the devil left him. Angels came and attended to him sit down on your enemy's head without any apology in the mighty name of jesus this morning i will be very very fast i won't go into details to a lot of things make content and pan because i have a lot of things i want to share with you this morning hallelujah and so you want to be taking notes hallelujah Write something. Hallelujah. And so this morning I want to talk to you about the kingdom culture of fasting. Uh, when we talk about a kingdom, I mean Jesus. You know, Jesus himself, when he came onto the earth, the Bible says that. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord Himself led him into a fast. Hallelujah. Uh, and he went to fast even in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. You see, uh, and, and he was tempted of the devil and all that. You see, when we talk about a kingdom, you know, you and I belong to a kingdom. Hallelujah. Uh, we belong to the kingdom of uh, God. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that uh, the Apostle Paul speaking said that uh, he has translated you and I even into the kingdom of his dear son, that is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So we have been translated into a kingdom. And you know, kingdoms have cultures. Hallelujah. Uh, Unlike governments that, you know, have regimes, uh, uh, they are governed by laws. You know, kingdoms have cultures. Hallelujah. And so you and I belong to a kingdom and that kingdom is the kingdom 
of uh, the living God, which is the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ is uh, the, the king of kings. Hallelujah. He is the head of this kingdom. And in this kingdom, he has made you and I also kings and priests. Revelations chapter 1, the verse number 6, I believe, it says that, and he has made us kings and priests to serve as God and his Father, our God and our Father. So God has made you and I kings and priests. And so as you are a believer, you see, you, you have to understand that you are a priest. Hallelujah. So the priesthood is not only for the pastor who is standing on the altar. That you are you are a priest and a priestess. Oh yeah, also for Mohammed, any also for Papa. Hallelujah. And so you see, you, you don't have to be uh, annoyed when you are in your office and you are spiritual. People begin to call you. Uh, or suffer or suffer or something. You see, you, you don't have to be annoyed. I tell people that men pesaw, men pesaw. You see, often time I hear person say hear me am being teased. In before starting, you hear me be tagging and I hear joining. You understand? But you see, you have to understand that God has made you a king and a priest. And as a king and a priest, you have your own kingdom as well. Are you with me? Yes. In your family, if nobody is born again, you are the priest or the priestess in the family. And the priest's assignment is to make intercession for the people. He stands as a mediator even between the people and their God. And the king's assignment also is to rule over the particular location that you know, uh, he has been assigned uh, as his territory. So we belong to a kingdom, and in this kingdom, there are a lot of cultures. They said here, Umasi Ashanti kingdom, no? There are a lot of cultures governing the Ashanti kingdom, and I mean, uh, even when you come to the Ghan kingdom, and all that, I don't know the king who is ruling the Ghan community, but I know that there is a king in the Ashanti region, hallelujah. And so there is a kingdom, I mean, there is a kingdom everywhere. And the kingdoms have cultures, and uh, in our kingdom also as believers, we have cultures. And one of our cultures is fasting and prayers, hallelujah. And it's something that we cannot do without, hallelujah. And so Jesus Christ himself, when he came even onto the earth, the, 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 the thing that he did, I believe that Jesus Christ was fasting already and he was praying already because uh, it was the Jewish custom and tradition, you know, that they fast two times at least in a week. Uh, the Bible scholars, am I communicating? Oh, are you there? The way some of you are looking at me is like, because the thing is not in the Bible, um, uh, but I mean, you know, when the Republican and the, uh, the, the Pharisees, when they met before the law, you see, the, the, the Pharisees said, so he said, you know that I fast two times in a week, but this one is a sinner. He doesn't, you know, so it, it was their culture. It was three times in a week. So it, it was their culture 
that everybody fast. Hallelujah. Because that is the kingdom that they found themselves, you know, in the kingdom of God. And in that, you know, uh, in, in, in the kingdom, God required that the people should fast at all times. You know, at least three times, even in a week. Hallelujah. So I believe that Jesus, uh, probably he was doing that he was fasting, you know, uh, but it wasn't uh, as rigorous as this one. Nebun shed and yet did the same way, you know, and as at that time the writers had not met him and all that. But we know that Jesus fasted for 14 days, uh, 40 days and 40 nights. And so in our kingdom, we fast. That is one of our cultures. So every believer, you know, is supposed to be fasting and praying. Hallelujah. And that is how come our Father, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you know, has led us into a 14 days of fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. And it is not, you know, uh, a routine or uh, something, a ritual that at in Sapufor a year, in every beginning of the year. It's something that is mandated, you know, even in our kingdom as people of God. And so when we talk about fasting, what do we mean by fasting? Uh, when we talk about fasting, we are talking about, you know, you willingly, you know, doing away with, uh, doing away with food or water for a stated purpose. Doing away with food or water for a spiritual activity that's to seek the face of God or to petition God for a particular request. Doing away with food or water for, you know, a spiritual purpose. That's to either seek the face of God, that's building intimacy with God, or, you know, pe uh, petitioning the Lord for a particular Request, Hallelujah! It is a comfort in a year. Purchase it. You see, uh, fasting necessarily doesn't mean that when you are fasting, you can't drink water. Some people have the mindset that when you drink water, you have broken your fast. Your fast is destroyed. Hallelujah! You see, uh, it depends on uh, what you believe and what you have been led to do and what you want to achieve because there are a lot of fastings in the bible you know when jesus christ was fasting and he was praying uh, the bible says that you know uh, his fast it was just without food are you with me it did mention that he didn't drink water oh are you with me and so you you can fast and drink water if you want. Are you with me? If you want to fast, don't let anybody, you know, unless maybe the instruction that came with regards to the fasting that we are doing says that don't drink water. Are you with me? Because when Moses fasted, he stated clearly, he fasted for 40 days. You know, uh, there are a lot of uh, fastings in the Bible. I mean, we have the 40 day fast, and that is what Moses did, Elijah also did, and then uh, Jesus also did. Are you with me? 
And so, uh, in the 40 days of fasting and prayer, you see, when you read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 9, the verse number 18 there, you see, Moses made it clear. He fasted and prayed. He was communing with God without food and without water. Are you with me? He fasted without food and without water. 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, so far, I don't know the human being who has been able to try that one. You know, I, I don't know the human being who has been able to try that one. Because if you try that one, uh, you will die. The last person that I heard went to fast on Akira Mountains also. I let the guy did 30 days. On the 30th day, he began to cough blood. And then the guy died. I heard a story from Apostle Johnson Suleiman. He said the girl said she wants to be like the man of God. And the girl went to do a 25 days fasting. Also without food and water. The girl was very sharp, very powerful. And on the 25th day, the girl died. I mean, it's good to die when you are fasting. Because you know that when you die, you are going to heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> You see, so, I mean, uh, people, uh, uh, you know, with Moses' fast, I mean, some people believe that uh, he did an 80 days, you know, because uh, when he came down, uh, the people of Israel had said he broke uh, the tablets and then he had to go and fast again. But, you know, uh, there's another school of thought as well that, you see, if uh, Moses told the people to burn their whatever, mix it with water and drink it you know it might have taken some a day or a two whatsoever and so far as moses descended from the mountain top to the earth he was done with his 40 days you see so it would have been a back-to-back -back fasting you understand so you fast today yes uh, tomorrow you went to continue it's back to back are you with me uh, so Moses did a 40 day. We want to stick with what is in the Bible so that we don't confuse ourselves. Hallelujah. So Moses did a 40 days fasting. Uh, uh, I mean, Daniel did a 21 days fasting. That is Daniel chapter 10, the verse number 3. Uh, Paul and the people who were with him, even in the ship, they did 14 days of fasting. Uh, Acts chapter 27, the verse number 33, and the apostle Paul said, for 14 days you have not eaten bread or anything. You see, and he entreated them to eat something. So they fasted for 14 days. I mean, Jonah fasted for uh, three days. Uh, Jonah chapter 1, the verse number 17, we believe that when he was in the belly of the uh, fish, there was no food there and there was no water and so we term it as fasting so jonah did a three days fasting uh, in the belly of the fish esther also did a three days fasting esther chapter 4 the verse number 16 uh, the, the bible also talks about you know uh, in, in the book of judges chapter 20 the verse number 26 uh, how the people fasted from morning until evening 
And I believe that that is the kind of fast that we are doing. Hallelujah. Morning to six. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, I mean, uh, these are men who were in the kingdom, were in the kingdom, and they practiced the culture of fasting, and they worked for them. They practiced the culture of fasting and prayer. And so, you see, every believer ought to fast. Like I said, you are a king, you are a priest, and it's your culture that you fast and you pray. It is not only for your pastor. It is not only for, you know, your shepherd. It is not only for anybody. It is for you and I. There are a lot of fastings in the Bible. There is a night fast. You might have not seen it. <laughs> the Bible says that in the book of Daniel, the king fasted in the night, throughout the night, and prayed for Daniel. There are a lot of fastings, and they work. Hallelujah. And so, I mean, uh, these are fastings that men did, you know, even in the Bible. And fasting is important because, you see, fasting acts as a spiritual force, you know, even that backs your prayer. It acts as a spiritual catalyst. That is a force that pushes your prayer. Fasting acts as a re- Fasting acts as a reinforcement agent that causes your prayer to be effective and receive speedily answers. And fasting is also a prescription for daily triumph for the believer. If you want to overcome this flesh, you must be a man or a woman who fasts. If you want to overcome the works of darkness, you must be an individual who fasts. Fasting must be your thing. Hallelujah. You cannot live this life and be uh, a meal more. You, you, you cannot be eating nyafu nyafu like that all the time. You must cultivate the habit of fasting. If you want to be an effective priest and an effective king in your own jurisdiction that God has given unto you. You know there are a lot of uh, kings who are ineffective. Hallelujah. There are a lot of priests who are ineffective. I mean, you go to certain places and you see that, I mean, some people do whatever. They speak, they pray, and they do, and nothing is happening. Because they don't have any life. They don't. There is nothing that is backing the prayers that they pray. There is no spiritual force attached to whatever that they are doing. Hallelujah. And then how do we fast even as believers? We fast one with a purpose. Hallelujah. We fast with a purpose. Daniel chapter 9, the verse number 1 to 3. The Bible says that, And when Daniel had understood even by the books that was written by Jeremiah, he went on a fast to get understanding concerning what the prophet Jeremiah was saying. It said, yeah, a contrary, it must be for a purpose often time. Unless maybe you are fasting to just, you know, build intimacy with God. Even that one is for a purpose. Are you with me? And so, anytime you fast, if your fasting can be effective, the fasting must be with a purpose. There must be a reason why you are fasting. And the reason why we are fasting as a church is because we want to experience wonders without number, even in this year. Hallelujah. And then your fasting must be backed by prayers. 
if your fasting will be effective and your fasting will be, you know, fervent, and if your fasting can receive answers, and if your fasting will yield, it must be backed by prayers. You must be fasting and praying. Daniel chapter 9, the same uh, chapter, you know, uh, the, the, the verse number 4. And Daniel said, and he prayed. He set out his face even to seek the face of the Lord. He prayed to the Lord. I mean, Esther fasted even for a purpose. And Esther prayed. You know, uh, uh, I mean, Moses, it was for a purpose. God told him to come up there. And he communed, he spoke with God. And so when you are fasting, you must make sure that you are praying as well. Fasting without prayer is salvation. So who here are coming now? Mumbaya, who today will you come there? Hallelujah. Fasting and kasamo, and you are stressed that that, and then you will fast and you won't pray as well. Okay. Nobody gets used to fasting. Nobody gets fasting. I'm <laughs> the Bible says that and the Lord led Jesus into the wilderness. You see, fasting is a wilderness experience. And that's why some of you you can't do you you, you can't do the fasting. It is not a pleasant thing. But if you want to live a life of comfort in this world. I'm telling you, forget it. You can't make it. I'm telling you. If you want to be comfortable, if you want to be comfortable in your current state, you cannot attain anything. And so you must discomfort yourself for the comfort that you desire to have even in future. You must go through the pain to enjoy the praise that you want even in future. You must go through the sufferings to enjoy the success that you want even in future. And I mean, a lot of us, you see, our answers and the breakthrough to our lives and our success lies in us, you know, stressing the body and doing away with food. Fasting. That is where our breakthrough lies, some of us. But you see, because of comfort, we don't want to discomfort ourselves even to go through whatever that, you know, God wants us to go through to attain that high calling. But I'm telling you, nothing good comes cheap on this earth. I'm telling you, nothing good comes cheap on this earth. So you must fast and pray. Some people fasted for the wrong reason because they targeted a man and they wanted to kill Paul. I was listening to uh, Prophet Manasseh and he was saying uh, something about an article he read concerning witches who were targeted. The whole world, they gathered for 40 days and 40 nights to fast and their agenda was to destroy Christian marriages. That is the reason why they were fasting. And they were calling upon the devil and invoking demons. Don't you see that our marriages are not working? No, you, you, don't you bear witness to the fact that our marriages are not working? When you take the rate at which people are divorcing, even Christians who come to stand before the altar, 
God has blessed their marriage. I'm telling you, it is it is mind blowing. A lot of marriages why? Because some people have fasted and they have prayed. Witches, they have invoked certain things. When you read the book of the Uncle's Grandmaster now in Christ, the man talks about how he fasted. Uncle, you, you are a Christian. Six to six, they are fasted throughout the day. Every day you have an excuse to give. Maybe I may want also. So there is a need as believers that we fast and we pray. Your fasting must be backed with prayer. If your fasting will be effective, that is how we fast. We fast and we pray. It is not just fasting. Hallelujah. Your fasting must involve the study of the word of God. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, the verse number 4, he said that for it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by everyone. You see, as, as, you, are, as you are fasting and you are not eating like that, you must feed your spirit. It is a spiritual exercise. And so the food that you eat at that time is the word of God. That is why we bring scriptures and all that so that you can meditate on them so that you can eat it. I'm telling you, if you fast and you are praying and you are reading the word of God, if if fasting have a witness here. So the rest they don't fast. <laughs> you see, so you fast. And you study the word. That is the food that you eat in that season. Hallelujah. Your fasting must involve adoring God. You must give God praise. You must exalt the name of the Lord. As you are fasting and you are praying. Acts chapter 13, the verse number 2. The Bible says that, and as they ministered unto the Lord, and they prayed, as they ministered unto the Lord and they fasted, the Holy Ghost spoke to them, that separate unto me Paul and Barnabas, for the work which I have called them even to do. So your fasting must go with adoration. It must go with you worshiping and exalting the Lord. Your fasting must not be based on quarreling and strife. When you are fasting, you must let go of parents. You must, you must let go of strife. Isaiah chapter 58, the verse number 3 to 4. They said that where we have afflicted, wherefore we have afflicted our bodies unto you, and you have not answered us. And God said that because you do the fasting your own way, you pleases you. This is not the fast that I have recommended. And so because they were doing as pleases them, and because it was based on strife and quarrels, their, their fasting was not received by God. And so during the time of your fast, you don't hold grudges against people. So be your body out the channel. So here you will be here. I'm telling you, listen, you can fast and you won't get anything from the fasting. If you don't do it the right way, 
trust that your fasting will be in vain. And so your fasting must not be based on strife. If somebody has wronged you, you want to let go of the wrong that the person has done to you. You want to set yourself apart in the season of fast. It is not the time to insult. It is not the time to do unholy things. It is a time that we consecrate ourselves unto the Lord. We separate ourselves and set ourselves apart even unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That is how we fast. I want to talk about the significance or the value of fasting. What happens? The significance, the value, the importance of fasting. When we fast, we attract the mercy of God. Anytime we fast, we attract God's mercy. The Bible says in the book of First Kings chapter 21, the verse number 27 to 28. And the Bible says that, that there was a king who was called Ahab. And Ahab, as at his time, he was the most wicked king in his time. And he had a wife who was called Jezebel. Two troubles, one God. Two wicked people. And Ahab had gone to kill a man. And the judgment of God was coming upon Ahab. According to the word of the prophet Elijah, God sent Elijah. He said, Go and tell Ahab that, listen, my judgment is coming unto him. I'm going to pause this. Time. But the Bible says that Ahab went before the Lord in fastings, in sackcloth. He, 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 he humbled himself even before the Lord. And as Ahab cried unto the Lord, the Bible says that as he cried unto the Lord, the Lord heard him from heaven. A murderer, somebody who had gone to kill somebody and has taken his field away from him. And judgment was coming. And because he humbled himself and he prayed to God, the Lord sent his prophet again, even in the last verse. And he told the prophet that go and tell Ahab. He said, look at Ahab. He has humbled himself before me because of what he has done. I will not let him incur that judgment. But I will let it go. Listen, I, I don't know what you have done. That you have inherited a certain case whatsoever. Even if you unlawfully when to do something wrong and a sickness entered your body, I'm telling you, if you humble yourself before God and you call unto the Lord, He is merciful enough even to turn that situation around. And so God had mercy on a man who was supposed to be judged, a man who deserved death. Because if you kill somebody, you have to die. But the Lord showed they have mercy. So fasting causes us to attract the mercy of God. I mean, Jonah was sent to Nineveh, Jonah chapter 3, the verse number 10. And then the Bible says that, and when the Lord sent him, the people had done a lot of wrong. They had sinned before the Lord. 
But when they cried unto the Lord, the king himself fasted. Their animals, everything concerned, they fasted and they waited upon the Lord. As they fasted and waited upon the Lord, the Bible says that the wrath of God was turned from them. And God had mercy on them. And he forgave them of every. Listen, I don't know which area of your life that you need mercy. Maybe it is a curse or something your father or your mother did that has brought, you know, Listen, if you will fast them, you will pray. If you will cry unto the Lord, the Lord will show you mercy in this season. The Lord will show you mercy in this 14 days. When we fast, we humble ourselves before God and tell Him how helpless we are, even to help ourselves. When we fast, we humble. You see, fasting itself humbles you as an individual. I'm telling you, if you see anybody who genuinely fasts and fasts continuously, and somebody who lives a fasted life, they are, they, are, they, are, they are calm. So fasting humbles us. And it tells God how helpless we are that we cannot do anything even on our own if he doesn't come through for us. And so the Bible says, even in that same verse of scripture uh, concerning the king, it says that Ahab has humbled himself. The guy realized that at this point, my kingship cannot do anything for me. He told God that God, I am helpless in this situation. And so I need you to help me. You might be going through whatever. You might be going through something. You might be, you might be in desperate need of something. If only you will humble yourself. If you will humble yourself, he said, if my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray, if you will humble yourself, the Lord will come through for you. Fasting strengthens our inner man to be able to deal with unclean spirits. When you fast, it strengthens, it charges your inner man up. You see, fasting is a spiritual exercise. And so, uh, the, the fasting, what it does is that it, it builds your inner man up. It makes your inner man very strong. And you are able to deal with forces of darkness and the powers of, of, of darkness. And so, Matthew chapter 17, the verse number 21. And Jesus' disciples asked him how and why they wouldn't cast the unclean spirit out. And Jesus said, this kind does not go except by fasting and prayer. You see, so if you want to be very powerful, you want to have fasting to your life. If you want to be a very sharp Christian and a very powerful person that God uses, I'm telling you, uh, you, you want to have fasting to your life. If you fast and you pray, unclean spirits itself cannot even dwell inside this your temple. I'm telling you, whatever that the enemy is battling with you with, the spiritual marriage whatsoever. I'm telling you, you try and go on a three days dry fasting. 
if it is spiritual marriage, whatever rubbish that the enemy has been troubling you with, even through your drinks and all that. I'm telling you, maximum three days without food and water, it will destroy everything and bring you liberty. That is if you do it. You know. and, and so, it, 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 Steve, why couldn't we cast that devil out? He said you couldn't because of your own belief. But this time does not go because uh, it, it goes only by fasting and prayer. And so when you fast and you pray, it energizes your spirit man. It builds you up. It equips you as a believer. Your inner man becomes very strong because you are feeding your inner man. You are not feeding the flesh. The Bible says that the flesh profited nothing, but it is the spirit that gives life. And if life can be emitted or said, free, would be so we saw even in the life of Jesus that when Jesus came from the wilderness, I mean Jesus began to demonstrate all kinds of power and he began to do all kinds of mind-blowing things because the lost spirit had been rejuvenated. And so when you fast as a fast as a believer if fasting becomes your thing i'm telling you unclean spirits cannot stand you demons cannot stand you the powers in your mother's house cannot stand you when you speak they will shut up when you say whatever they will obey and they will not complain if you want to be a powerful woman even in your home as a wife if your marriage goes through shambles spirits and all kinds of things are contending with you i'm telling you if you begin to add fasting to your life you will see a mighty turn you will begin to see and experience the very power of god even in your life you can be an ordinary christian but you will be healing the sick you can be an ordinary christian but because you live a fasted life let's celebrate our father and his mother you can be an ordinary christian but because you live a fasted life your life i'm telling you you will be healing the sick you will be casting out devils and you will be setting the oppressed free anybody who lives a fasted life carries power and authority and so in these 14 days and beyond as you begin to fast as we fast and we pray power is going to be made manifest even from within you there is no way you will be able to lose any battle even in your dreams because your spirit man is charged up the final thing that i am talking about is that when we fast and we pray god shows us what to do when there is any confusion in our fasting and our prayer god gives us divine direction and he reveals a lot of mysteries even unto us and so acts chapter 13 verse 2 when they fasted and they, they worshiped the lord he said separate unto me paul and barnabas he spoke and he directed them this is what i want them to do finally fasting you know rejuvenizes it it revitalizes and, and kenya your home home no emma your home home no etv yenyema ebrade epesa yeye etv nyankupon home home etv 
so the Bible said even in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, the verse number 24 to 28, it says that have you not heard, have you not known the everlasting God, God, oh, the creator of the ends of the world, it says that his understanding is unsearchable. Oh, he neither grows weary, neither is he tired. It says that he gives strength even to the youth. And them that have no strength, he increase their power. It says that the young men shall utterly fall, and the youths will utterly be weak. But he went on to say that those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. And they will mount up even as eagles, or, or on wings as eagles. It says that they will run and they will never get tired. They will sow, they will fly, and their wings won't even become weak. And so when you fast and you pray, when you wait upon the Lord even in fastings and even in prayer, the Lord gives you a supernatural strength. He releases a supernatural ability even into your spirit for you to be able to do exploits. Because it is not normal for you to fly like an eagle and not go tired. It is not normal for you to walk and not faint. It is not normal for you to run even with speed and not be tired. But he says that because you wait upon me, even in fasting and in prayer, I will give unto you a supernatural strength that you will be able to do things that you know men are not able to do. And so we saw even in the book of Acts chapter 1, even through to Acts chapter 2, when they waited upon the Lord, as the angel of the Lord said to him, he said that go and tarry in Jerusalem and I will release the comforter unto you. And when the Holy Ghost has come, you shall receive power. As they waited upon the Lord even on that place, in the upper room, when the Holy Ghost came, they received a supernatural ability even to do the uncommon, even in their territory and in their jurisdiction. Now Peter who was weak, he gained some strength and boldness and he was able to shut the matter of their enemies up. Listen, as you fast and you pray, in these 14 days, whatever that has died even in your body, whatever that is dead inside of you, whatever that has fallen inside of you, I heard the prophet Amos say something. He says that rejoice not over me, my enemy. Oh, rejoice not over me, my enemy. For if I fall, I will rise. If I be in darkness, he says that the Lord will be my light. As you fast and you pray, the strength of the Lord is going to come upon you. If it is sickness in your body, the Lord is going to quicken that part of your body and he is going to give it strength again, once again. He is going to cause you to fly. He is going to cause you to mount up on wings, even like an eagle. If you are struggling in your Christian life, he says that you will run and you will never get tired. As you take your rightful place as a king and a priest, and you fast as a child of God, even in the presence of the Lord, the Lord is able to cause his supernatural abilities even to be made manifest in your life. Even in the mighty name of Jesus, you want to rise up on your feet and begin to pray and tell 
Let it be made manifest even in my life. As I run this race, grant me divine strength. Let me walk and not be tired. Let me run with the speed of a unicorn and not be weary and cause me to fly even at an eagle without being faint. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you want to lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, let divine strength be granted unto us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week on Wind of Revival podcast. Like what you had so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Head on over to your email and email ajimansakwadiakwame at gmail.com.